0: Live from the President's Lodge at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Brought to you by Ken Garf, Nissan, Honda,
1: and Volkswagen on University Parkway and coming away live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Full house in record time on the old seat request link Uh, this week. uh, BYU on the strength of back-to-back wins for the first time this season. Back to 3-3 and on the year. Big win at Michigan State. And next up, Mississippi State coming to this very building on Friday night. Please welcome officially head coach of the Cougars and birthday boy, Kalani Satake, everybody. (laughs)
2: Birthday seemed like so long ago. And it was just yesterday. I know. <laughs> and it was just yesterday. <laughs> that's how old I'm getting. You said you said about a half dozen cakes during the day yesterday? Yep. I, I ate uh, just one piece. <laughs> I won't tell anyone which cake. Don't want to offend anyone. But, um, you know, we'll see. Whichever one had the most chocolate, that's the one I ate. Yeah. <laughs> so
3: have you had that much attention in your last few birthdays?
2: No, never. And my, I, I think um, my kids get jealous because, uh, you know... Usually the birthdays about them, yeah. so we celebrate my birthday by doing what they like to do, and yeah. so. But this time I got I got all the, <laughs> all the gifts and the, and the the spanks from the players, um, <laughs> early, in the morning. So it was a lot of fun. You
1: got a preemptive birthday get gift in uh, East Lansing on uh, Saturday afternoon. That was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I mean it wasn't a gift for me. I think the guys worked hard, and we talked about this last week, playing a complete game, and they stuck with it. I think we mentioned that um, this game could be won on the line of scrimmage, and I thought the uh, offense and defensive line did a great job uh, their coaches did a great job preparing them for this game, and um I was really happy with the defensive line the way they played um, in comparison to Toledo earlier, you know so um looking forward to them doing it again and uh, our our offense was running well and and, uh, you know so hopefully we can uh, have that same performance. I think it'll be easier for us to repeat it being at home and against a quality SEC opponent.
1: BYU 31, Michigan State 14 was our final score on Saturday and really, you talk about complete game, I think at halftime uh, you you thought you played pretty well you would have liked to have had more more than three points on the board but you thought as a team you'd played pretty well and then you just carried it on in the second half almost a perfect second
2: half for you guys every drive you wanted to score, you scored touchdowns Yeah, that would be great if we do I mean, I I talked about a complete game but now um, being able to play a perfect game that would be great (laughs) so yeah, the, the, um, the guys just kept at it i think i think we had a few um i think the fourth down they uh, michigan state did a great job at stopping us um but uh, we're gonna be aggressive and i, I want to go for it especially when we're that close and i think we can get uh, you know half a yard or so um but uh they made a great play and we didn't and um you know they were able to capitalize on that but we our defense stuck with it i think the first drive the defense um, you know just couldn't get off the field it was uh, it was a 15-play drive, and, and um, a lot of it had to do with missed tackles and just uh, minimizing gains. And so uh, they, we didn't do a good enough job of that. And then the rest of the game, I think we did you know a great job until that one the next drive that they scored on. But um, defense, for the most part, did a great job compared to what they did the week before.
3: Coach, I wanted to back up just a little bit. It was a great venue. It was a perfect day for a football game. The fans were there. It was great. The setup was all good. But I thought you really added a nice touch uh, the way that they were honoring two of their players that have passed away. And you guys uh, had uh, at their numbers on the field flowers set at the three-yard line and the six-yard line representing the numbers of those players. And uh, then the captains gave those flowers to their captains. I thought that was a, a great way to kind of symbolize things that you want to accomplish.
2: Well yeah, I mean the, the game of football is it's a great game but I think there's way more to life than just football. So when you can enjoy a sport and compete and um honor those that are that are gone and um you know you can you can share some of the uh the loss and, and, and give condolences to, to a team that's lost two former players. I mean that they do the same thing for us, you know, and so um just wanted them to know that we respect them and, and we're with them and our prayers are with them and um I think that's what we represent here at BYU it's what makes this place special. Uh, is that we can play the game of football and, and be competitive but um, in the long run we know that there's a uh, life afterwards and that uh, there's more to, to life than just football and so that was an, the guys I mean I the people give me too much credit for it we, BYU's been doing that since day one since um, since uh, you know as long as I can remember just being a class um, organization and um, it's just an honor for me you know we had chad lewis bring it up and and some of the players and and um some of the support staff talked about it, and our coaches and we thought that'd be a great way to honor them they they invited us to take part in the um moment of silence and also the national anthem and the big 10 does a little different with both teams are out there for the national anthem and I was really excited for our players to have that opportunity to uh, not only be there to represent our, um, our school and our, our church, but also be able to stand there and, and uh, have that moment of silence with them, and then also enjoy the national anthem, which our guys did a great job with. and. Uh, yeah, you know, played a great game, so it was fun. Well, I also
3: watched the replay of the football game on the TV, and one of the announcers mentioned in there, you won't see another team play football, help up their opponent as often as BYU does, and we've noticed that and mentioned it a couple times, but... Uh, Man, it's so often that you'll see BYU players assisting the opponent up and then get ready to knock them down again on the next play.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, I mean, you know, in between the whistles we're going to be as aggressive and and physical as we can. Afterwards, uh we we want to let them know that we're there to help them, but not everybody uh you know, accepts the the help up, and that's okay, but we're always going to extend that, and I want our guys to play, I've said before, I want them to play disciplined football, under control, and not f- full of anger and hate, because uh, that's not the way to play the game, and and trash talking, all that stuff, that's not what we do, you know, and if if someone's talking trash to us um the only way trash, uh, trash talking works is if you give them a response um that shows that they're yet it's affected you so our guys um we just i mean I, we have guys that are disciplined that understand control and and have composure and so uh you know we just asked them to do that and they gladly um agreed and and that's what's happening i, I don't i it's it's sad that that's uh so different yeah, than what's going noticed, on I guess, huh? in football. Yeah, and I think someone told me that they said it was old school. And so, yeah, well, I, old school is Lavelle Edwards' day, so let's bring back old school. We did, We had great, great run back then, so let's do it again.
1: I tell my 11-year-old daughter about... That very same thing, relative to her twelve-year-old brother, he only bugs you because he knows you respond to it. So just uh, just chill out and let, don't let him bug you, and, and he'll leave you alone. Uh, as we head to break, I mentioned the three and three record after being one and three. Um, is that significant to you, the fact that you've got these back-to-back wins and you're at uh, kind of a new baseline again?
2: Um, I, I can't really say that we're focused on the um, on the record overall, rather than just the, the run that we're doing right now. We're enjoying. Um, two great games of, of getting a victory, and now we're looking forward to getting the third. And so um, I've never been the guy that just goes back and and, and, and full of regret. Uh, our guys played hard. Things didn't go our way. We were learning from it, and um, those three losses allowed us to, to overcome adversity and get into position where we can win these two games, and we're looking to add a third. So uh, that's what we're focused on right now. All right, uh, break time. As we
1: head to break, fans, when you shop at Smith's, getting more for your money is simpler than you might think, and you'll earn fuel points to help you save it the pump, low prices, market fresh at Smith's. We are coming to you live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium's President's Loge, brought to you by Ken Garf Nissan, Honda and Volkswagen on University Parkway, and this is BYU Football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Live
0: from the President's Lodge at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you're tuned to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Here's Greg Rubel. Taysom sets, Taysom fires as he's being hit, is it caught in the end zone? And it is by Colby Pearson! A diving reception and the Cougars
1: take the lead. Taysom throws while being hit. And Colby extends to Holland in to put the Cougars in front. What a grab. Welcome back to Lavelle Edwards Stadium's President's Loge for BYU football with Kalani Sitake. On the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, our presenting sponsor, Ken Garf, Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen on University Parkway. Uh, today, Kalani is Lavelle Edwards' birthday. Yeah, it is. When uh, you played for him, did you guys know? do you remember your birthdays were a day apart?
2: Yep. Yep, I always remembered his birthday. I don't know if he remembered mine yesterday, but uh, I actually talked to him this morning, wished him happy birthday and everything. Is right he, on. Is yeah. he I think it's Steve Young's 86. birthday, too, isn't 86? it? Is it Steve Young's birthday? I saw a tweet I'm not sure if it or is. something yeah. about Steve Young. Is it, Steve is it Young. Steve's
1: as well? Yeah, okay. I think it yep.
2: is. So, Great people are born in October, I guess. Evidently. Yeah. Evidently. Only the Halloween babies are the weird ones. <laughs> I say that because I have a brother that's born on Halloween. Sorry, Marco. So, Lavelle's day is today. Uh, Your day was
1: yesterday. And now you said you had uh, had like six cakes. But we're going to add to your total here, I think, uh,
2: tonight. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yes. It's a day day later, but we didn't see you yesterday. And so, (laughs) to honor Kalani's birthday, more cakes. More cakes. We're going to have some people here help you eat these cakes, uh, Kalani. But uh, we're going to set these cakes up on the table. Uh, we are on right. Facebook Live. The fans can see this on Facebook right now. Once the uh, cakes are in place, if it's possible to put them in place, can we all sing "Happy Birthday to Kalani" as a group here? I think we can do this. All right, folks. Uh, on three. One, two, three. Happy birthday. Just blew out the candles on the very substantial cakes uh, we have
2: here for you. No spit. It was all clean, (laughs) like a clean blow. So on that, yeah. So, yeah, everybody can enjoy it. That's what I was craving, cake, for some reason, when you guys deliver. So thank you. <laughs> you bet. Well, happy. you know, you had a lot of it yesterday. But, uh, again,
1: we didn't see you yesterday. So we figured we would honor you tonight. Uh, with thank your, you. Your I friends really here appreciate in the room it. and uh, Cougar Nation. And the fact that you and Lavelle are a day apart is kind of a cool thing, too. Because he's, uh, oh, look, and more. Oh, wow. For you. Yeah. Oh, here's a gift. What, uh, what do is, we have here? This is
2: what my diet calls for right here. <laughs> yeah.
1: We got a bag of Funyuns. <laughs> we have a bag of chocolate and, uh, and a 12-pack of. Film. do for you so Thank yeah. you so
2: much yeah.
1: appreciate it you guys
2: are too nice to me imagine if we were undefeated what i would have got oh. you know what i mean <laughs> my goodness yeah Thank you. <laughs> yeah, these were the three and three gifts. I know. The, yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> yeah. for next year. <laughs> no, so, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: No, it's it's all uh, uh, heartfelt, and again, it didn't take long for Cougar Nation to uh, embrace you and your staff and this team. And as we said on Saturday on the broadcast, I don't know if I felt as good about a three and three team in a long time. Uh, there's a lot of good feelings about the way you guys are playing right now, and I bring up Lavelle um, because he's a big
2: part of who you are. As, as a coach, right now, is that fair enough to say or not? Yeah, definitely. And I, I mentioned it last week that he's a huge influence on me and um, my life, you know, not only uh, being a coach and, and the football part of it, but uh, going on a mission um, is something that he was really strong about It challenging his players to do. And, and um, prayed about it and I was on a mission you know shortly after my short, my uh, true freshman year and so uh, everything that Lavelle was about was about me as a person and my life and um, I said it before I'm not really an original person all I've done is taken what you have learned from him and the great coaches on his staff and the people that are involved at in BYU and try to implement it in what we're doing now because it helped me so much as a player and um that's what makes BYU so great is the people that are involved, the fans, the students, the the, the faculty and staff, and so um, product of of everybody that cares about BYU because it, it could work. So uh, for those guys out there that are struggling in school and you're, you know <laughs> unsure where where they're going to be, just stick to your parents, listen to your mentors and advisors, and you'll, you'll your life will be fine. Lavelle turns at
1: 86 today. Uh you're somewhere where are you, Kalani? Are do you, are you comfortable saying uh what my, you've turned my yesterday?
2: A, my age? Yeah. Yeah, well I I look way older than I really am. So I'm forty one years old. Or forty yeah, forty one. That's but yeah I'm Forty a good age. It's a good number. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to my forty one uh I guess I have three hundred sixty four days left with this age and so yeah. I'm excited about it. I, I plan to learn some some new dances, you know, some <laughs> stuff that we can do and celebrate in the locker room. Yeah.
1: Your, your age today is uh, is is Adam Pulsifer, and your age next year will be Austin Heater. Those are your 41s and 42s, aren't they, right now? That's
2: that's, that's how it. I memorize numbers myself, yeah, yeah. phone numbers.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. with uh, jersey numbers. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to take a break. We'll have uh, Parker Doc coming up next. Tonight's show brought to you by the Ken Garf, Nissan, Honda, and the Volkswagen dealerships on University Parkway, where they love the sounds of Cougar wins and the voices of satisfied customers. This is B. Be- BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. On the new skin, Cougar IMG Sports Network.
0: You're tuned to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Bounces off a tackler. on his feet. He's going to go. Touchdown. Now, let's rejoin Greg Rubell.
1: O'Connor on a three-step. They get in from the edges. Steps up and he's finally going down. One of the rare times the Cougars get in the and it's Tau Tautu. Wow. Tautu with the tackle on the previous play and the sack of O'Connor. And BYU's first defensive series is a good one. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. We're live at LaVellibird Stadium's President's Loge. And please welcome officially to the show, BYU offensive lineman Parker Daw, this week's player guest. How you guys doing? Parker Daw, former Pleasant Grove High School Viking, one of two Daws on the roster. We'll get to that in a little bit. And uh, recently... As far as in terms of Kalani Sitake, uh, recipient of a scholarship, uh, Parker, congratulations to you for that.
4: Thank you, thank you. Uh, I just got really a tweet cool.
1: tweet from somebody that said they used to work with you uh, back when you were a preferred walk-on, and now you've made the journey to scholarship player in this year's senior season. How gratifying to you uh, to be in the position you are right now?
4: Man, it's been it's been one of the coolest things um, that's ever happened to me in my life. Um, I mean, I don't know uh, if a, a lot of you here know my story, but in high school I was just probably this big and <laughs> and skinny. And, you know, I, you know, I'm double the man I am now. And, you know, it's just it's been a crazy experience. And, uh, you know, my wife and I went through a lot um, and my son to get to this point. But Kosatake, you know, gave me a chance. And, and I really appreciate him and the coaching staff for, you know, just – show me that respect and you know putting me on scholarship so how did that moment thank you how did that moment come for you by the way um you know it came in the summer uh we were doing summer workouts and you know the coaches had talked to me and told me that they were doing their best to you know put me on scholarship and um but I was kind of the point where I just you know I just didn't know um I'd been here for so long I just kind of accepted whether whatever happened happened and uh I sh- they said that there was a team meeting and i showed up one day and i saw cameras in there and i i, I knew something was a little fishy and and uh you know Coach he started talking about you know scholarships and stuff and kind of got sweaty and he he probably doesn't know this but but yeah i was I was sitting there i was kind of nervous and then you know he said my name and you know i started crying and got pretty emotional and and uh it was awesome but you know uh garrett jurgens also got a scholar scholarship the same day and that was probably cooler um to see Garrett get one because mm. Garrett and I I when we were um, younger on the team I remember just sitting in the locker room um, not here at BoU but in the over by the student athletic building and you know they, the the guys that didn't just got a dress and didn't really play uh, they they got dressed there and then you know they had to ship their way over here for the games and and Garrett and I were just like we're, we're not gonna to be here we're gonna we're gonna get better i'm gonna get bigger and uh, it was just cool to kind of have that moment with Garrett that day. That's great. So. Uh,
3: Coach, what are some of the attributes that uh, Parker has that uh, you like about him in order to allow him to have
2: that? Well, just, just what he said there, um, sharing the moment with Garrett and speaking so highly of Garrett, he's a perfect teammate. Um, Parker, uh, when I got here um, watching the film, I couldn't believe that he was on scholarship um, because uh, – you see him playing so many different places, and all the hard work that he had that he put in, and you see the the change that he's made in his body, and he's all he's all that BYU is about as far as uh, hard work and dedication and passion. And so, uh, when we went through our practices and everything, he's he was more than I anticipated in in in, uh, in hard work, and more than that, he was just all about the team, you know. And yeah. so. Um, Nobody deserves a scholarship more than him, because he's he's uh, about others before himself, and um, even talking about Garrett, he, he you just have to watch him and then see the way he he interacts with the team and interacts with the with the players and, and with the uh, with the staff. It's guys like him that 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 no one really talks about, and why I'm excited to have him here, uh, you know, to be able to tell the story a little because uh, he's the reason why BYU has been so good for so long
1: parker has been starting games at right guard this year, along with uh, Tooney Kanuich. <clears throat> BYU as a team is uh, top 40 in rushing yards per game, but top 25 in yards per carry, top half of the country in sacks allowed, and this offensive line has really come to coming together down on personnel. Uh, no Louis Lapuaho recently. Uh, no Kyle Johnson or Brad Wilcox this season. So Parker, to that uh, point right there, you guys were going knew you were going to be down numbers wise coming in. Um, how did you take it upon yourselves as a group to assure that uh, there wasn't going to be a significant drop off, and you could have this kind of season you're having now, especially
4: run the football. Well, I think uh, Coach Satake said it right when he got here. We needed to get bigger and we needed to get uglier. And, you know, I had a mustache earlier. My wife told me I had to shave it. When um, you, pretty... you
1: say earlier, do you mean earlier today?
4: But, uh, no. it, it, it sometime this week, this past weekend. But, but you know, he, he just said we need to get bigger and, and, uh, you know, going into this year, I mean, we missed those guys and those guys were, you know, really talented and you know and you know, we still have Louie. Louie's just, you know, working through some stuff and um but going into the, the season we just we wanted to get bigger and we wanted to get stronger and and so we trained really hard in the summer. And uh, you know, I think we had some great pickups, uh in Andrew Idy and Kean Norman. Uh been huge role players for the O Line this year and been playing great. And, uh, you know, we just take it upon ourselves that we we knew that we had a great quarterback and a great running back and that if we gave them time and we're able to get after people up front, that we could be successful. And so we take a lot of pride um, when we are successful uh, running the ball and throwing the ball. And so that's that's what we had anticipated going into the season, and that's what we worked to do, and I feel like we're getting there.
3: Yeah, I think that your group has made the most improvement of all groups that you would identify out there on the football field. And what do you think has been the cause for you guys to be able to play at such a high level these last couple of games compared to what you were doing maybe at the start of the season?
4: No, definitely. Um, you know, the thing I think that has been different um, – probably in the past few weeks that we didn't see the first few weeks was um just we needed to execute better um i don't think it had anything to do with technique and you know things like that a lot of the time we just you know we weren't getting on the right backers or you know we were missing you know not understanding the front and going to the wrong person and so um When we execute, we're really dangerous. And the past few weeks, we've executed really well. Um, We've understood our assignments really well, and that's attributed to the coaching staff, to helping us understand and um, clarify what we need to do better. And and so I I foresee going forth in the rest of the season, as long as we execute and we do what we're supposed to, we're going to be dangerous. And it's going to be a lot of fun to play uh, going forward,
1: Parker mentions both uh, rushing it and passing it. And this season, through six games, BYU's rushing it for 210 a game and passing it for 210.7 yards per game. So you're exactly balanced 50 50. Last three games for BYU rush totals 280 West Virginia, 338 Toledo, 260 Michigan State and two of those three teams are P5s and I think in three of the last five P5 games BYU's played, they've rushed for 200 plus and that's not an insignificant number. It means a lot, especially against those P5 programs. Parker's with us for one more segment. Hang right there. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more BYU football with Kalani Sitake brought to you by Ken Garf, Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen on University Parkway. Welcome back to BYU football with Kalani Sitake here at the President's Lowe's lavelle Everett Stadium. We're brought to you in part by Bam Bam's Barbecue authentic Central Texas right here in Utah County. Bam Bam's does barbecue the right way, low and slow. Bam Bam is located at 1708 South State Street in Orem. Our player guest tonight on the program coming to you live from the Lavella Bridge Stadium President's Lodge, is Parker Dobb, BYU offensive lineman. And Parker, you block four. Either uh, Taysom Hill as a thrower or Taysom Hill as a runner. Jamal Williams, Squally Canada, uh, Algie Brown, Braden Elbakri, a nice collection of talent uh, behind you. And the season Jamal's having right now is uh, blowing people away. He's uh, in the top five nationally in yards per game and, uh, and touchdowns. He's second to Lamar Jackson of Louisville. Uh, what could you say about the guy running behind your blocks, Jamal Williams, right now?
4: Man, I, I wish people could get to know. I mean, I know people already know Jamal. I mean pretty well on a personal level, just watching him um, just because he's such a personality, but um that he is a tough sucker um, <laughs> man i mean he's he jokes around and throws balls and stuff to people before the game and and has he's always smiling and having a good time, but man, when he straps up and he's in the huddle, you can tell that he's got his game face on he's flipped that switch and uh you know it's funny I said this a few weeks ago but um in one of the games we were playing I mean he literally I remember I was blocking and I saw Jamal run past me and broke like four tackles I mean guys were just I mean he just put his head down and just yeah. pounded through him and Jamal was just laughing on the <laughs> ground and uh I mean, who's like that? Who does that? I mean, I, I'd be dying, you know, if I if I ran ten yards and you know I'd be on the ground laying there. But but you know, Jamal just you know is just laying there laughing, smiling, and you could tell that, that 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 got into the other team's head, and they're just like, who is this guy? And and Jamal popped right back up and got in the huddle, and the refs like, hey, stop laughing, and he's like, am I not allowed to have fun? Like, and uh, I mean, but that's Jamal. That's that's what Jamal does, and and uh i mean i think a lot of success, the success that he's had is because of who he is as a person um just how tough he is mentally and physically and and you know he's just having a ton of fun and and i love blocking for him yeah i get kind of sad when we call pass plays no offense to, to Coach <laughs> Cahoon, but you know i like running the ball it's fun
1: you, you've kind of watched uh, jamal's uh you know maturation you've been here about you know same you've both been here quite a long time and uh but when he left BYU he was one player. He comes back now physically he's just a bigger
4: man now. He's harder to take down. Uh did you notice that too pretty early? Oh, he's huge. I mean, yeah. So I mean, he's always been big. He's always been jacked and ripped and uh but you know, I I didn't see Jamal for, you know, a little bit when he left and he came back and I was like, "Holy crap, dude. Like, <laughs> what did you do?" Like and you could tell that he had been training and that that he wanted it. Uh when he came back, he looked like he put on 25 pounds of solid muscle in his arms and legs and and uh you know he, he probably could play linebacker or something like that cuz he's just so big and strong but yeah he he looks great and is doing well
1: uh, Kalani, hearing uh, Parker uh, talk about uh, Jamal, a teammate, and it just senses—I I get a, a good offensive vibe sense from this group. They like each other, like being around each other, and really work for each other.
2: Oh yeah, and they're having fun, and that's what football is all about, you know. I, I think the guys are being relaxed, and uh, um, they're showing a lot of poise, which I'm really happy about. And after the first drive, um, they, when they when the lineman came to the sideline and they sat on the bench, I just heard them talking like, "Okay, we got this." Um, we're stronger. We're, we're tougher. We can, we can pound the ball. And they were calling for Ty to just run the ball. I mean, that's. I love it when old lineman can can. Uh, you hear how Parker talks about Jamal. Um, that's just they, when they when they, they when they want something. It's hard to turn down. <laughs> you know, five big 300-pounders when, when Ty is sitting there and they're like, yeah, hey, let's run the ball, you know. So it's, uh, it's easy to want to do that, and especially for running backs like, like Jamal. And you see Jamal's done a great job mentoring Squally and bringing him along the way, yeah. you know. Squally's had a couple games of just really good, um, hard running that we haven't seen from him um, earlier in the season, and that's a lot to Reno as a coach and and what Jamal's doing as a uh, as a as a mentor to Squally, but more than anything, the O line provides all the all the gaps and the open holes for those guys to run to. There's a one play where Squally, I think I could have ran through it, you know, but it was it was huge. It was partying parting in the red sea for for those guys. Parker, did uh, do you got do you and the Hogs get some cake
4: yesterday? Uh, you know, we, we're always eating something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, so we we I probably did at some point. I just I don't I can't keep track of a lot of it. So.
3: We talked about already how the second half was pretty close to perfect. In the first half, you were 4 of 9 in third down conversions, which is good. You know, that's good. But in the second half, you were 6 of 7 in the second half on third down conversions. And the one that you missed was a bad mark by the officials. Did you ever talk to them about that?
2: No, I was telling the officials how great of a job they were doing oh. <laughs> all, all day long. So, But, man, when you're talking
3: about 6 of 7, and when you're looking at the distance that you had to go, 5 yards, 2 yards, 4 yards, 4 yards, boy, that's team management. And uh, I thought it was great. To, uh, you guys know down in distance, obviously, when you're playing the game. And uh, tell me what your thinking is on those third down critical plays.
4: Matt. I will take it. Yeah. I'm pretty, enough. This is your, I'm this like, is your <laughs> you're scaring me. I'm looking at the head coach right now. <laughs> no, it's uh you know, definitely your, your heart dumps a little bit faster, it gets a little bit louder and um in the stadium and you know you gotta you know you gotta complete it and you gotta make something happen and you know, it's honestly it it's been fun to to play this year, um, with the O Lion at least. Um just because we we get on the field, and even when it's third down it's there's no pressure you know we just we just know we're going to complete it, and we're gonna make something happen, and when we want to drive down the field, we're gonna do it and and so yeah, I don't know i I haven't really gotten nervous um in those situations this year. it's just been fun the confident part there.
1: i was I was doing my third down <clears throat> breakdowns today, and um so third and short. Uh, When BYU's chosen to run on third and four or shorter this year, 75% have been converted, 15 of 20 when you're running it. And when it's third and one... Six for six on third and ones when you're running it, and the opponents are down around 53 percent on those third and fours or shorter when they run it. So our guys in the trenches defensively are getting after it, and on offense when you choose to run, needing those four yards or shorter, you guys are finding a way to get it done. And uh, so full credit to you guys for grinding out those tough trench yards when it really matters because that third down number is big. Oh, I did want to mention uh, that you're the one of two Dawes on the roster right yep, now. Yep. Tell us a little about a little bit about the little <coughs> brother Zach.
4: Uh, Zach isn't very little. <laughs> uh first of all yeah zach was uh you know it's funny growing up with zach because zach uh he was like the superstar athlete and i was just chum you know just (laughs) i was just trying to make my way and you know hopefully get some play time and people would notice me or something but zach was a a crazy good wrestler he was a i think he was a three-time all-american in high school um you know he had schools like penn state and big schools that were talking to him about wrestling and uh I've always looked up to Zach just for that, and you know I wish I had half of his ability as an athlete. Um, but yeah, he's doing great. He's in school. He's 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 actually watching my son Boston right now over at my apartment. So, he, he you know we we roped him into that. But <laughs> but he's he's doing awesome, and you know it's just it's fun being in the locker room with him. He, he sits next to me, and and uh, we just have a good time. He's a great kid. And I think that. You know, he'll develop and
1: know lineman like is he an old lineman like yourself? Yeah, they converted
4: yeah. him. They converted him, so yeah, he's, he's loving it.
1: So you said Boston's home with uh, with Zach. Does it mean your wife is here with you? Yeah, my wife's over there right
4: there. Everyone's staring at her. Where is she at? <laughs> She's right there. We there. Go. Good stuff. Emily stand up.
1: <laughs> What's her name? Emily. Emily, good to have you with us tonight. Thanks for being here. And it was great to have you with us tonight, yep. Parker. Yep. Good job. Time yep. just flew on by. You're great. Great interview and uh, really fun to have you on. And congratulations on getting the scholarship and uh, keep on grinding. Thank you so much, guys. All right, Parker Daw, everybody. It. We're back with more BYU football with Kalani Sitake. You're on the News Game Cougar. IMG Sports Network.
0: Live from the President's Lodge at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you're tuned to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Here's Greg Rubel. Casey takes the snap, stretches it to Jamal. Jamal makes a fine cut, stays on his feet, and there he goes!
1: Into the end zone! Touchdown Jamal Williams! The Cougar seven with the PAT pending it's 23 in a row for BYU and more Spartan fans say so long as the Cougars have this one in hand BYU fans come experience 100 percent pure authentic Hawaiian food at Big Island Sam's located at 133 South State Street in Linden welcome back to BYU football with Kalani Sitake Brought to you by Ken Garf, Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen on University Parkway. We're here at the Lavella Bridge Stadium President's Loge on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Much thanks again to Parker Doff for spending a couple of segments with us. Our last two segments are uh, time for some BYU Q&A. So your questions, uh, Coach Satake's answers. We'll get uh, to our live audience member questions momentarily. A couple of questions from Twitter. First up, Lisa Welch tweets in, uh, Coach, is there a current player on the team who reminds you of you when you were a player at BYU?
2: <laughs> uh, what a what a loaded question! <laughs> no, I got to be a great player. You're going to pick here. No one's that ugly. No, but uh, um, I like the fullback, so I'm I, I'm always going to watch um, Algie Algie Brown and and Braden O'Balkyrie, uh and just see their progress and. Um, you know, just excited to see fullbacks play on the field, and, and uh, they, they actually did, did a great job blocking for Jamal, and they don't, don't get a lot of credit, so I try to give them as much credit. I don't know if it's that so, they remind me of myself. I think they're way better young men.
1: A question from Brian on Twitter as well. Uh, he says, Kalani was an offensive guy playing college ball. What led you to being such a good defensive coach?
2: Well, honestly, I think that um, Coach Edwards and and, and, uh, his whole staff, I mean, Coach Bosco, uh, Reynolds, Chow, um, Roger French, all, all those guys did a great job teaching us football together. You know, I've mentioned it before that I remember seeing in, in our in our meeting rooms, Mike Leach and How Mummy and all those guys that have built this spread system, and um, that, that branches out even to where West Virginia Dana Holgerson uh, coaches. Those guys all came from that tree, and they they sat there and learned some of our our routes and our passing game, and uh, you see how how it's flourished now. But that that was all the foundation was set by what Lavelle and, and the offensive staff has done. I mean, that goes back to Scoville and mm-hmm. Toner and all those guys. Yeah. And, and they just taught us football. And so I think it was just good for me to learn um, offense because I, on the defensive side, I can understand what the offense is trying to do. And um, But you know, I don't know. Just I just tried to... I coached a lot of different positions and, and uh, just tried my best at understanding it but the foundation is set by those coaches and, and uh, teaching us ball.
3: I As do we, think that's important that uh, when you're an offensive player you have to know what the defense is doing in order to beat it and the defense has to know what the offense is doing in order to challenge it so yeah you have to learn it all.
2: Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> As we head to,
1: uh, head to Riley with the uh, intern Riley with the wireless mic uh, good to see you got your royal blue hat back. You were hatless last week you said that your coaching coaches probably hated on you.
2: Yeah, well they I mean and they they tease me. We we, we play a lot at at, at, the, at the office, and so they know I love my royal blue hat, and so they'll just try to hide it. And it usually comes down to Reno, and um, you know. But I, I think that even if Ty Detmer gets involved too, so they'll try to hide my hat. But as long as I have it for practice, I'm good.
1: And you got it for the show tonight. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Riley, intern Riley, who do you have with you? Thank you, Greg. I've got Cameron Watkins has got the first question.
3: Hey, Coach! Uh, happy birthday! I was just wondering, uh, who's the better dancer, you or Ty Detmer? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Neither. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll say for effort, we try our best. But uh, I love the fact that well, can I just tell the story real quick? Mm-hmm. There, there was a, a a part where Michigan State um, players. It was a break in the game. They're deciding which dance they were going to do, and they're showing it on the big screen, and. And I just said on the headphones, hey, Ty, which one would you do? And he said, the, the Macarena. I said, okay, well, when we win this game, you're going to do it in the locker room. He goes, okay, sounds good to me. And then I think he was trying to get out of it towards the end. But, you know, our guys are, when our players, if they want us to dance, we're going to dance for them and, and uh, the effort's there. But I don't know if it, the execution is that great. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Riley, you next up.
1: Yeah, I've got my very own good friend, Michael Gagan, with the next question.
4: So recruiting has been an emphasis of your staff I'm wondering what you're able to do during the season was are so busy preparing for games
2: well now we're allowed to text and we're allowed to like and you know when on Twitter and all that stuff and uh, I think that all that stuff is great but conversations and, and dialogue talking to the the players once a week we're allowed to do that over the phone and uh, we're allowed to watch the recruits play um, once in the season, and so we'll, we'll do that during the bye week, but um, until, you know, the best thing we can do is just keep playing the game and, and um, just try to work on getting these recruits here to Provo. Once they get here on an official visit, uh pretty much locks them down. Once they get to meet the players, get to meet the, the, the school, the students, and then definitely when they get to meet the fans, uh, it's pretty much done. Uh, you've heard... So many guest uh, players here talk about when they got here, they just felt great. And even guys like Nick Kurtz and, and Jamal Williams that aren't members, they, they feel something different about it, and that's, that's what BYU is all about.
1: Right on. Riley, one more before the break here. Okay, I've got Heather Simons.
3: I was just curious if you would say it's more challenging to prepare a team um, as a coach for an independent schedule than a conference schedule?
2: Well, because the, the conference schedule, the, the the teams are consistent, and every year, you know, but uh, the independent schedule, we we know the schedules way ahead of time. So, it's, I think you can even look now and see next year's schedule, but. Um, uh, it's all the same to me. You know, our guys are excited about the teams that we're playing and the places that we get to go to. I mean, we were on the road four times and at home twice in uh, the first six games. Now we get to be at home for four games. And so we're looking forward to being at home. And it was a cool experience, but nothing. there's nothing like playing here in Lovett or Stadium. So, yeah, the, the, uh, it doesn't really matter. Just whoever's on the schedule will be ready for them.
1: Okay, break time. One more segment of uh, questions for the coach. Maybe one or two if we have time right after this. Fans, if you're looking for some fun in your life, book Kona Ice for your next event, the coolest shave ice truck around. Visit them online, kona-ice.com. We're coming to you live from the Lavelle Edward Stadium, President's Lodge, and this is BYU Football with Kalani Satake, brought to you by Ken Garf,
0: Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen on University Parkway. You're tuned to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. He's ready to catch it to 30. It's going to go. Now let's rejoin Greg Rubell. Snap, Taysom, stretch, handoff, Jamal, Jamal this time, no
1: problem, into the end zone, another touchdown for Jamal Williams. The Cougars go up 30-14 to 14 with the PAT pending, and that will indeed do it here in East Lansing. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, folks. Here at the Lavelle Everett Stadium, President's Loge. Our presenting sponsor, Ken Garth, Nissan, Honda, Volkswagen, and University Parkway. We have time for one more live audience member question for Coach Sitake. Some BYU Q&A intern, Riley's got the wireless mic. Riley, who do you have? Thank you, Greg. I've got our buddy, Jake Fergus.
4: Uh, so, Coach, um, well, we've all been impressed by the O-line. And, we like, they've opened up holes for Jamal Williams and Squally. And we were just wondering, or I was just wondering how you've been impressed by them and how have they changed since the beginning of the year?
2: Well, Jake, um, they, they, uh, you heard from Parker, they all got bigger, you know, and I, I think the goal when we got here was to get them bigger and not, I didn't say uglier, <laughs> I, that was his own words. I said <laughs> just bigger and stronger because they're a strong group of young men. And uh, so the only way to do that is hit the weight room and, and we've, these guys can hang their hat on the fact that nobody has outworked them in the off-season, and uh, their hard work has paid off. And I, I think that when they, you saw them in the game. I I, um, I think Mark Dantonio, the head coach at Michigan State, even mentioned it that, that they just seemed to get stronger as the game went on. Um, That's a huge uh, compliment to them and the hard work that they put in, but also to our strength coach, Newt Tafisi. He's done a great job with that group.
1: Time flies on by. We are to the point where we've got to take a break and come back for closing comments from Coach Satake. We're back after this on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network BYU football with Kalani Satake. Friday night right here, BYU home to Mississippi State. Coach Kalani Satake, a key to the game against the Bulldogs.
2: I'll say the same thing. O-line and D-line. If we win the trenches, I think we have a great shot, and um, I'm going to keep saying that, because I think that uh, that's, our, that's the strength of our team right now. O-line, D-line, and, and um, you know it's homecoming, so uh, the, the crowd is going to have a huge um, factor in the game, and I'm looking forward to starting fast.
1: And in BYU's three wins, zero turnovers in each game. Folks, this has been a great show tonight. Thanks for being here for BYU Football with Kalani Sitake on the News Game Cougar IMG Sports Network. Go Cougs!
0: You've been listening to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, presented by Ken Garf Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen dealerships on University Parkway. Tonight's show has also been brought to you by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Tune in each week for the latest on BYU Football with Coach Kalani Sitake on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network.